All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boo babies. How's it going? It's going good. Happy Sunday. How's your how's your weekend? My weekend's good. Good. This was like a real pre-COVID weekend for me. Mm-hmm. Friday, went to the Yours Truly Poetry event. Uh, Saturday, went to breakfast, the dog beach, out to eat. Today, had lunch with the gals. Mm-hmm. Went to a little sustainable grocer, and yeah, now we're here working. Yes. How was your weekend? My weekend was was really good. I did the same thing on Friday. Saturday, I oh, I went on a little date with my boo boo. Where'd you go? Date. Uh, We just went bowling and to dinner. But it's funny because we didn't do a lot of dating since we've been like together during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of activities. Mm -hmm. We went to dinner a few times before the shit really locked down. So it's just funny, like us doing like activities and shit. We're like, that was fun because we, <laughs> you know, we haven't had the opportunity to go out and do mm-hmm. many things. So bowling was cool. I was like, I'm gonna beat your ass. Did you? The first game I did beat his ass, and then he. What came was back. the overall score though? Like three something. I think he beat me by like sixty. Oh, 
But I was holding my own shit. <laughs> I was holding my own. Once the first game I was hype, I was like, oh, yeah, I beat your ass for real. And then when I seen him start spinning the ball off the forearm, I was like, oh, I'm into some other shit. Spinning you know how ball. they don't they don't put their fingers inside of the holes. Oh, they I ain't like never seen no shit like they that. like hold the ball here and spin it off the arm this part. So it's like that. I said, oh, I'm, I, I said, were you in a fucking league? Was he? No, but he would be damn near. He gets excessive with hobbies. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was. I haven't come been with a goddamn in a ball. hot minute. Probably since my birthday. I think that was the last time I and touched the And that was 2019. Damn. Yep. No, no, we went bowling for family night one night. That was in 20. I think that might have been the beginning of 2020. It probably was. Yeah. That was about the last time that I went. Yeah. Right, which means my birthday in 20... Oh, no, no. So my birthday 2019 and we went again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and then today, lunch with the gals, with the gal pals. Yeah. And now we're here, and what a blessing it Weather is. Weather was beautiful this weekend. Yeah, well into the 80s here in CA, in LACA. <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles. Sunny Los Angeles, California. Yeah. So, yeah, now we're here with you all. Mm. Um, While we have you here, we want to stress the importance of... Leaving a rating and a review. We mm-hmm. have a goal. Yes. I'm going to say that again. We have a goal. So if you're here, we need you to help us reach our goal. We're trying to reach 2,000, right? Ratings and reviews. 2,000 ratings and reviews by the end of this year. Which is totally doable. Come on. Totally doable. We have about 400 to go. And the ratings and the reviews really help this show gain visibility and get it into the ears of more loving homegirls and homeboys. So mm-hmm. help us do that. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's read our review of the week. Take it, take it away. So this review comes from a sweet girl by the name of Malia23. She says, found me at the right time. I'm a newly independent 20-year-old college student starting my journey into real adulthood, and I found this podcast at what seems to be the perfect time. I've been looking for ways to improve myself, and these ladies are pointing out both the things that I knew about myself and try to ignore and topics that I hadn't even thought about before. Germany and Brittany provide a safe space for reflection and opportunities for growth, along with good conversation and humor. You two are the big sisters I never had, and it's always good vibes when I come to listen. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Thank you for leaving that sweet review. Thank you for leaving the review. Yes. We're um we're happy that you love it here. I wish I had something like this when I was a newly twenty something. I mean shit. I would be hitting different. So hopefully you are. Hopefully you get to our age and you look back like wow, strides were made. Guidance. Yes. Guidance. So also we have Patreon. Mm-hmm. What so, is Patreon? So Patreon is an exclusive community where we provide additional content. To our homegirls over there, we have bonus episodes, playlists, journal prompts, discount codes, affirmations, audio affirmations, mm-hmm. videos coming. Videos are coming. What else we got? Oh, we have a mug. We have a we have bonus merch too, exclusive merch mm. for the besties. And this week we'll have a lot of stuff um, being rolled out, I feel like. This week we have the check-in. We have our check-in. Where we tell all our business. We have our um, affirmations. Our audio affirmations. And the playlist will be up. Oh, wow. Yeah, the beginning of the <laughs> month really hits on Patreon. Because it's really like the end couple with the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we're wrapping up March and then giving you some good stuff for April. April. So it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. So, yeah, get on over there. 
join us um join us at the bestie tier if you want the exclusive bravado merch which is the signature bravado mug in addition to that the besties um not the besties the patrons get discount codes which is really cool they actually got to shop two times this drop yeah with 15 percent off and we have tons of stuff coming down the pipeline so if you think you'll be interested, which I know you are, you might want to get your ass over there so you can get a discount code. We do. And we're going to have our books and brunch on Patreon oh God, on April 11th. Mm-hmm. So join us. We're discussing the book Attached. You can get that on Audible or you can just get the physical copy. And if you already read it, come on over and join us. Bring your mimosas, bring your books, and let's chat. Yeah. So who are our patrons this week? So the patrons this week, um, where does shit go? <laughs> Hey, hey, ho, where did you go? Damn. Okay, here they are. We have Maya. Hey, Maya. Karen. Hey, Karen, welcome. Zaya. Hey, Zaya. And then Jordan um, became a bestie. Hey, Jordan, thank you for editing your pledge. Yes. We appreciate you and love you so much. Mm -hmm. So, what comes next? (laughs) What comes next is the we margaritas dropped, are margariting. We dropped our capsule 001 collection. Capsule one last mm. week and a restock was demanded. But um, we just want to let you know the restock won't be here forever. It is actually ending on Wednesday morning. Yeah. So and we even pushed that back because we love y'all here. Yes, we wanted to let y'all know who only listen on the podcast. Cause for yeah. some reason, you might not be following us on Instagram, which you need to do. Mm. But. Yeah, so we have our bravado crew neck and we have our affirmation tee, which I'm sure you've seen. Yes. I'm going over on Instagram if you haven't. That will be gone forever on Wednesday, after Wednesday. So if you see something that you like, get it. Get it now. Because we're moving on like Maya. Period. So next. New week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. So it's been a slow tea week. Mm-hmm. This is usually where we dish about. Hot pop topics. culture hot topics happening on going on but um it's been pretty slow this week but did you see those little nas shoes little nas x satan shoes yeah the satan shoes the demon the demon uh i was say the demon walkers <laughs> <laughs> the, the, hot demon, the, de- <laughs> the hot steppers uh, yeah they're real heat on steppers. feet the yeah. real heat on feet. Yeah, I seen them. I seen them. Immediately when I first saw it, I was like, Nike, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Why would y'all even do something like this? Like, Nike is too big of a brand to do something like this. But Especially once you're tying religion in. It's hitting different. It's like, different. Uh, what the fuck? But it turns out that Nike has nothing to do with this. No. Collaboration. Little Nas X actually collaborated with the brand called Mischief. Where they do customizable shoes and resell them. Yeah, they're like a quirky company based in Brooklyn. The founder has said it, like he doesn't even know how to categorize the the brand. Mm-hmm. They're just into pushing boundaries on things. So they release a bunch of viral products. They also release the the um, holy waters, the Jesus shoe, the G Zus walks. Okay, the Christ hey. steppers. Those were the Christ steppers. G Zus. So they walks released an Air Max that had holy water in the air bubble. Where did they get the holy water from? They went to Egypt? I have no clue. I mean, you don't have to go to Egypt to get holy water. Well, I didn't know if they wanted authentic. 
I mean, <laughs> to be from Egypt, uh, straight from the Nile. That's a real holy. No, 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 no. Holy, holy, no. <laughs> they, but they did put some in there, and it's the walk on waters. I seen those trending like viral. I miss those. I miss the Jesus ones, but yeah. the Satan ones have been loud. Yeah, yeah, the Satan ones. The so, Satan issue has been loud. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I don't be keeping up a little Nas X. I know he's very gimmicky and does things that rocks the internet and shit. Um, but the Satan shoe, like, bruh. A lot of small details went into conveying the story of demonic. The drop of blood, it's drop of human demon. blood. The fact that there's 666 pairs. The little um, satanic symbol yeah. that's on there. What is that called? Is it called something? Symbol. Okay, We're going to call it a symbol. symbol. The symbol of Satan. Symbol of Satan. Yes. Um, the box, the box, the human blood came from the employees at the, um, the brand, like of the company. I would have opted out of that. So Six quick. fire them. me if you have to, but you're not getting any of my blood. I think they just want, you know, they're all about it. They're all about pushing the envelope and creating Ooh. these viral moments. And those Jesus walks sold out. How much were they? Oh, and these, so these I shoes think are going to be 1880. Yeah, I think. I thought they were 16. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I think the Jesus walks were. The Satan, the hot steppers are going to be 10 Yes, yeah, the hot steppers. <laughs> I don't know how much the Jesus walks were, but that's hella many. The Jesus shoes. And I just want to know, I mean, there's plenty of his fans that are with them vibe, so I'm not surprised that. They'll be purchasing. They'll be purchasing them, and then they will be resold. But I was just like, is this legal? Like, what the fuck? But it turns right. out that um, apparently Nike doesn't have to authorize it. If the shoes were purchased, they become whoever purchased them property, and they're, they're it's legal for them to customize them and resell them. Period. So. I mean, we done seen how many Air Force has been flipped and tumbled. Girl. People be painting on hey, those right now. did you ever have on. a pair of the clear? Never. <laughs> never. Those be so sweaty. The feet like Melissa's. Those be so sweaty. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They actually got the, um. they sourced the water, the holy water, from the Jordan River. See, I knew they took it there. They got it from the Jordan River. Damn. Yep. They actually did. And those had the cross. The Jesus, they had the cross on those. Those are actually cute. And we would have those on. <laughs> there are Jesus steppers. Those are actually cute. We would actually be walking down the, um, the church aisles with those on. So people were like in the comments like, just if, if it's not if, if it doesn't support your religion just shut the fuck up and don't buy them i'm like what the fuck ever this is weird we can still have commentary on we it. can do what we can say what we want to say the sacrificial lamb his soul was he he definitely Lil Nas X, yeah. i'm getting soul was sold i feel like he bargained yeah the bargain deal he bargained he dd's discounted his soul yeah <laughs> i feel like, <laughs> like he did um uh, okay. i definitely feel like he did you know what with this internet age people that manipulate shit like that yeah, this was right up his alley. They can't be trusted. Like the Takashi Six Nine, I was telling y'all about that documentary. People, it's like a, an addiction, mm. and they do shit like this. Yeah, for the thrill of it. Tyler the Creator was doing this back in the day. He was, but I feel like he turned a new leaf. I don't know if he got his soul back. Leaf isn't feeling. Turned. But after Flower Boy, I said, "No, I can listen to this. All that other shit, I cannot listen to." I couldn't either. But after Flower Boy. I said, okay. Maybe I don't even want to get into what happens when you sell your soul. I don't know if it's for an extended period. I don't know if it's like a time frame, like soul gets a sold trial for run? no, not a trial, but like seven years, your soul is sold. So you your know, so, your your soul soul is, is sold. sold. That's a tongue twister. The yeah. Mary had a what is that? She shore by the ships. Mary, she sells. She, she sells, sells by the seashore. seashore. Yeah. 
I know how to do the how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. That one's easy. Okay, damn. Well, then do it. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Well, she sells seashells. <laughs> she sells seashells. Stop. Exactly. You can't do it either. I can't do it. I can't do that one. But yeah, I, f- I feel like he was doing something with the devil. Dancing with. Tyler. They were doing a cha-cha slide. That was <laughs> Char char real smooth. Put <laughs> the <laughs> M's in my cat. I'll put the M's. Turn it up. Devil had definitely had him doing a cha cha slide Man, on his ass. Okay. That's crazy. But we well no, this little Nas X shit is weird. It's very weird. I'm yeah. like, little Nas X, what the fuck? And people are upset because they're like, My kids looked up to you. He probably like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's like, I didn't t- you can't have no false idols. That's why they said. <laughs> oh my No God. false idols because you put you put your hope in a nigga stupid hope. How you fit? Oh, it's trust. What? What? It's trust, Trina. Uh. You put your trust in a nigga stupid hoe. How you figure? He won't fuck your best friend in a yes or sir. Uh uh no. You don't know that? You no. can't trust no nigga? No. Anyway. I don't know. Germany, it. wow. I don't know it. I know. I'm sorry. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. That's the tea. That's the tea this week. Uh, I would say prayers for everyone involved, but I don't think they want them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they need them. I don't think they're welcoming them. So, hey, what the fuck, fuck ever. Whatever. Do what you do. So, last week. So, last week's episode um, was part two of our Heal Thyself series. We talked about the power of joy. Uh, we often hear the messaging of how pain leads to growth and the struggles that come along with your healing journey. But what's not discussed enough is how we can grow and heal through joy. So if you didn't know, the energy of joy has a high vibration. It minimizes our fight or flight response and helps us to stay connected to our peace and purpose. So last week was all about cultivating joy and how to experience more healing through doing so. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already listened, you might want to tap in because I'm tired of everybody struggling. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing it and I'm tired of seeing it. <laughs> I'm tired. So this week we're continuing our Heal Thyself series and we're going to be talking about healing intimacy disorders with Sheena of Black Girls Heal Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, We were read. Yeah, she We were read. Great. This was a great interview. Tears fell too. So Lord. tap in. I'm sure you all will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, let's get into it. Boo Boo Babies. As you may all know, CBD has become very popular in the last couple of years. It's literally everywhere and so many options makes it difficult to differentiate between what's good and what isn't. This is where Ned comes in. Ned is a wellness brand offering solutions to alternative prescriptions and over-the-counter drugs. They produce the highest quality full-spectrum CBD extracted from organically grown hemp plants, all sourced from an independent farm in Colorado. One of my favorite current products is the Mellow Magnesium Super Blend. Adding this powerful daily supplement to my tea has been a game changer. It helps to improve my mood, my brain function, and decreases my stress and anxiety. Ned also energetically infuses all of its products with binaural beats, positive affirmations, and happy vibes. It's the intentionality for me. If you want to check out Ned and try their CBD for yourself, we have a special offer for all the homegirls. Go to www.helloned.com backslash bravado or enter code bravado at checkout for 15% off your first one-time order 
or 20% off your first subscription order, plus free shipping. That's helloned.com slash bravado to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order, plus free shipping. Thanks, Ned. Hey, y'all. So we've been in our Heal Thyself series, and we've been talking about ways that we can heal from different things that may affect us in our lives. And today we are going to be talking about healing an area that um, is super big in our lives. We talk about relationships a lot. And today we have a guest on our show, Sheena from Black Girls Heal podcast. Hey, Sheena. She, she ta- she's a personal coach, a trauma specialist, love addiction, love trauma expert, licensed professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, and Sheena, we love Sheena because she covers um, healing from intimacy disorders Mm -hmm. and talks about the importance of relationships in our lives, how they're mirrors. And once we heal these certain areas, we will be able to thrive and fully flourish. So we thought that she was perfect to chat with on this series. Her podcast is wonderful. You guys will enjoy that as well as this conversation. So Sheena, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. Yes. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a big fan. Yay. You know, we thought we could um, cover love addiction and we said, no, we we're can't. leaving it to an expert. <laughs> Calling up Sheena because there's no way. I mean, right. we, we do a lot of things, but this is not one of them. So thank you again for joining us today. Sheena, let our girls know about, um, you know, who you are, your journey here, how you got here. Yeah, so um, just to repeat a little bit of what you said, I'm a licensed professional counselor, and my specialization is trauma healing um, and love addiction. And the way that I got here is because I was a fully, fully out there love addict um, and repeated unhealthy relationships with unavailable people, or I was being avoidant with men who were interested in me Mm. and within that a lot of codependency with family with friends um and i could not get myself out of those cycles even though i was working as a therapist even though i was in therapy even though it's in 12-step meetings and so i had to figure out how to make this clear for me and now i make it clear for other people as well i love that we need somebody to make it clear sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We need assistance with making it clear because you've mentioned on your podcast how um, some people are more affected by relationships and breakups than others. And I love that you provide tools to for those type of people because sometimes when people are seeking advice from their homegirls who may heal from relationships differently, they're like, girl, get over it. Get under somebody new. It's not that hard. Why are you still stuck on that person? Mm-hmm. And it might not be that easy for for them as their friend. So That's me. I'm the get over it. I'll be over it quick. Yeah. I'll um, be like, bye. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Sheena, you mentioned intimacy and uh, intimacy trauma and intimacy disorders. Let's kind of break down what these disorders are. What is an intimacy disorder? Mm-hmm. So intimacy disorder is anytime you have a repeated pattern of not knowing how to let people get close to you and you also not letting people get 
um, you not being able to get close to them as well. Um, it's when you have difficulties with attaching, it's when you have difficulties with trust and being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And the way that that shows up is you will have those, those barriers with different people. It just might show up differently. So there are different types of intimacy disorders that I teach about. So I teach about love addiction, which is the persistent obsession of a person, a relationship, or the fantasy of who you want that person or relationship to be and mistaking that as love. Mm. And you're very attached to who you want that person to be, that this is this is it, like this. And either you might know this overtly or you might subconsciously be thinking that this is the key, this is the missing piece, and once this is resolved, I'll be okay. But typically, because it's an intimacy disorder, you're not attached to someone who's healthy and available to you. You're attached to someone who's going to abandon you, who's mm -hmm. going to leave you. And that abandonment could be physical abandonment or it could be emotional abandonment. So you're the one who's constantly crying in the relationship, trying to get them to engage, it's suggesting counseling, looking at yourself, and it just nothing is enough. Mm -hmm. Another type of intimacy disorder is love avoidance. And so this is where you will have the walls up um, and it stops you from being connected to other people. And usually those of us who are love avoidant are very good at justifying why we are avoidant. We are very yeah. good at saying um, I'm boundaried and I'm just focusing on my and I deserve love and I deserve respect. But what you do is what you're able to see is when you look back at your past and all your relationships, you always had a justification of why, of why you couldn't let somebody in. Mm -hmm. and so at that point, you got to look and say, okay, may, maybe it's me. Maybe it's not something that other people are doing. Maybe there's something in me that finds it difficult to stay and to be committed to people because it feels overwhelming. Period. Wow. <laughs> yes. You know, um, Talking about the love addiction, baby. I know that for me, I will, I like um, place my partners on the pedestal and like idealize them and be mm -hmm. like, they're so perfect. This is like, this is it for me. I'd be all, um, girl, yeah, each one be the one. <laughs> each one be the you one. You fully dive in. <laughs> I do. I do. There's each a name one be... for that, though. There's a what, name like for a that. What, like a real? Um... Well, Sheena, you tell us. I know there's four <laughs> different types of love addict so can you like mm -hmm. break it down and then we'll be able to raise our hand and, and say, say that That's is me, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh for it yeah. sheena okay. let us know for sure yeah and you can you can play play these roles at different times but for, oh. for well that's refreshing to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the first one um that i talk about are my hopeless romantics so you're the ones that's who me follow <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see wait let's see <laughs> Um, you fall in love with the idea of love. You love the idea of romance. You love the idea of just like the happy ever afters and the endings and all of that. And the thing about all of these things, like it is healthy to want to be attached, to want to be loved, to be want to want to be desired. Um, but when you struggle with hopeless romance as a love addiction, you are over attached to the fantasy like i was saying before of who you want that person to be so mm -hmm. you ignore the red flags mm -hmm. you have decided from jump before you actually get to know them um that they are your forever partner and yep. so you will uh, you will self you will self-abandon and compromise and settle in ways that you might not if you had a clearer head if you were coming from a place of wholeness mm -hmm. um, <laughs> in <the> relationship yeah see <laughs> so i told you that, that one fits. It's seeming like a true match. 
it's seeming <laughs> yeah. like a Cinderella's glass slipper. That's what I'm yeah. thinking because, girl, I do. I'd be like, he's my one. He's my person. Yeah. You know, I'd be right there with yeah, it. she does. I do. I really do. And when you mentioned um, self-abandon and doing things to compromise, I think that's the part of me that always – I use the verbiage of I'm easy or I'm being creating ease and making things, you know, just trying to not be resistant and being open. Um, that's the wording that I use, but I still think that it's the same. I think because I don't want to be harsh on myself, Yeah. but that's it. You got it. That's me. Well, before I get into the other ones, let me kind of jump and say where this comes from. So all of this is really a trauma response. And Mm. that's part of what kept me stuck for so long is because I would use all of the dating advice that my healthy friends would give me or Mm. books would give me and that I would hear from other places, but it wouldn't work because the problem I was trying to solve was not just that I wanted to get a date. I was trying to solve some untapped feelings of um, worthiness, um, some ways that I felt like I wasn't enough, Mm. ways that I felt like I needed someone to to fulfill me that Mm. I didn't have words for that was based on unresolved wounds from my past. And so once I had words for that, I was able to see, okay, I am hoping that this fairy tale, that this ending, that this man is going to give me this thing that I don't know how to give myself. And that's what I was abandoning myself for, the hope of that, not Mm. necessarily that person, which is why I could go from man to man, situation to situation, and have the same patterns and think, okay, this is it, but then it wasn't. But this one is it, but then it wasn't, because it wasn't about them, it was about me, if that Mm. makes sense. Self. Oh, yeah, it's making sense, dollars and cents. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Dollars and cents. Dollars. It always cents. circulates right back to our damn selves. We always. be thinking we doing something, and then we looking right in the mirror at that woman. Period. Right. <laughs> Cue the MJ. Right. So, what are the we other just, ones? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, I'll just say this, and then I'll go to the next one, which is why you can get into a relationship with someone who is amazing, um, and we see this all the time. But because you struggle with that sense of worthiness, it's hard for you to believe that it's actually real. So you might feel like he or she will change their mind, or you might have a lot of jealousy and insecurity, or you might still feel ugly or fat or whatever it is the narrative that you have in your head about why you're not good enough, no matter how much that person is trying to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yes. always an inside job. Is this is so. this related to um, an anxious attachment style? Yes. So, okay. Um, <laughs> I knew <yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew uh, it. Uh-huh. It's so giving anxious the... attachment style. Mm-hmm. Tell me the connection that you see between. Um, just when you were when you specifically mentioned insecurity or like jealousy, um, and just this ho- fear that they might leave. Mm-hmm. I don't really struggle with any um like self. It, not not like I'm not I, personally. My struggle isn't like do they see me as beautiful or ugly or whatever. The insecurity might be for whoever. Mine is always like I don't want them to go. You know, or like oh I hope mm-hmm. they don't see something in me that they don't like or that is not. Um, appealing appealing and then they leave like specifically um my boyfriend and I we had our first little like uh disagreement or like kind of tiff and the first thing that I went to was like after it was we were in the heat of the moment but I was thinking like he's not gonna want to be together anymore 
And mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that deep, but that's how deep I took it because I was like had this anxious attachment style. And I was when we finally got on the phone to talk about it, I was like, So do you want to break up? <laughs> and he's like, No, I don't want to break up. Like, why you gotta take it all the way there? And and that's what I like, you know, attached it. Well, when you mentioned that, that's what I thought. I was like, Ooh, this sound like you bitch. Yeah. yeah. It's sounding yeah. familiar. Okay, Sheena, yeah. take it away. No, no problem. Um, and that comes from, that comes from, especially, especially hearing your story of like wanting to be easy. That comes from you believing and learning that you had to be easy growing up, that you had to, um, probably take care of other people or make sure other people were comfortable or, you know, these are all just survival responses. So you probably never learned that, you know, someone could be upset or you could have conflict with someone and they would still love you and see you as enough unless you were performing and giving them something um, and making them feel peace. You know what? Mm -hmm. It's the making them feel peace for me. Sheena, are you taking on new clients right now? Because I have a a small tear. A small tear has formed in my my work. (laughs) Look at that tear. A small tear. Yes. And that's the thing. I feel like I never spoke with anyone who gets me. I'm just kidding. No, seriously, I've never spoken with a therapist who has it on point. So let me know if you accept a new clients, girl. We can talk (laughs) offline. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk later. Um, Go for it. That's the first one. The second one, since we're talking about insecurity, um, is codependence. And so um, even though on Black Girls Heal, I really focus on romantic relationships as the gateway to letting us know that there's something deeper going on with us. Um, this, All these patterns show up in like friendships and family and otherwise. So if you're a codependent as a love addict, it's really hard for you to be okay when you feel like other people are not okay. And again, this is where some self-abandonment will come in at. This is where you will be the caretaker. Um, you will be very attracted to someone who has like the broken wing, mm. um, the person who God. needs you more than you need them. Um, the Build-A-Bear projects. I mean, any of that, all of that is where that might come in at. And this is where even when you know you need to make a break from a person, you struggle with guilt. You struggle with, well, they can't the do this without me. Um, they're going to suffer, even though they're a full grown person and they were living a whole life before you, mm. you feel like you have to be there to be the savior. And again, those are all messages that we learned, but we just replicate it in our romantic friendship and family partnerships. Mm. Um, the third one is a serial monogamers. And this is my favorite one to talk about mm. um, because um, it involves my ladies who are never really single. And I love to talk about it because a lot of people think that they don't relate, but they do mm. because just because you are technically single on paper, you might still have quote unquote friends Entangled. or people in your, <laughs> this is me too. <laughs> people, people in your DMs and you don't even have to like them, but you know, they're entertaining. Like you. Yeah. Entertaining. Mm-hmm. So they're just your homeboys or your homegirls and they'll take you out to dinner or they'll spend three hours on the phone with you and mm-hmm. all this stuff and give you all this emotional connection and validation. Um, but you haven't really had a set period of time when you've been without that. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know what that looks like. Um, and then the last one is my fantasizers. So, um, again, my ladies who really live in fantasy of who you really want a person to be, um, these relationships can be make-believe as well. I've met so many women who have whole vivid fantasy lives of themselves, real people or crushes, 
Um, and it's because of a fear of abandonment, a fear of it not working out. And so they find it easier to just live in their heads about these things. Wow. I entered the chat at Codependent because I, <laughs> I have for sure built a bear. Yeah. Built a bear, put the little heart in it, sewed it back up and said, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Come on home with me. Sit on the shelf. I got you, bear. <laughs> you know, yeah. I also resonated with the um, serial monogamous. Serial monogamous. I know that about myself, though. I know that I'm like a serial monogamous. I've been yeah. that way. Yeah. I always say I had a boyfriend. My first boyfriend came into my life when I was in the fourth grade, which is so sick. To no, me. it's <laughs> because Ow. the girl had because the fact that you had the boyfriend from fourth grade to middle school is just wild. <laughs> Because I'm a long-term girl. What the hell? How, why are you mad at me? I'm not mad. I'm just saying that's wild. It was How a four-year you? relationship. It really, it really was. Yeah, he lived across the street from me, too. It was easy. Fourth to, fourth yeah. to eighth. I did it. <laughs> I was there. So, so what I tell my clients who struggle with seromonogamy to look at is just in your mind's eye. If you were to imagine not having any connection with any male, because I'm, you know, I'm assuming you're heterosexual, with any male mm-hmm. for a year, no one of your DMs, you're cutting off social media, all of that, what feeling would come up for you? Um, <laughs> would there be any fear? Would there be any anxiety? Would there be any thoughts? Would the fear be something like, but what if I'm always alone? Or what if whatever it might be? And that's where we start with your healing. Mm. Take that. Take notes. I have felt like that. And I I forced myself not to be dating anyone. I was like, at first, when I got out of my long-term relationship, I was like, well, let me get on a dating app, find somebody else to fill this space up. Mm. But then mm. I realized that I was like moving out of a place of like kind of fear. anxiousness, fear, and a little bit of desperateness. Like, well, mm-hmm. I should be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. But I felt like at that time, I really didn't need to be in a relationship. I think taking a break was good for me. Good. Yeah. Good for you. So what are some signs like of love addiction? If we're just like symptoms, I guess. Yeah. So in addition to the different types that I talked about, um, going back to the breakups being really hard um, for my single ladies, if you, you will notice that whenever you are about to break up with someone, if you're actually going to sit in it and not jump to a rebound, that it is very painful for you. Extreme anxiety, extreme sadness, depression, panic attacks, um, even sometimes symptoms of suicidal thoughts. Um, women who are really addicted to relationships and partnerships will go into extreme fantasy a lot of times, sometimes the extremes of stalking, um, all of this stuff, because your attachment to that person is more about that, that need to heal that trauma, which is why you will act out and feel deeper pain than maybe your girlfriend would, who was with someone for the same amount of time as you were with yours. And you might feel a whole lot of shame about that. You might feel a whole lot of guilt and, you know, um, self-doubt about why, why can't I just be normal or why, why are relationships so hard for me? But it's just because your, your attachment template, like we've been talking about before, looks, looks differently than other people. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just the way that you um, were taught about relationships, the, the exposure that you had, the lack of exposure to 
love and connection and self-worth being easy and free and in abundance, you didn't have that. And that's not your fault. Um, so withdrawal is one thing. Um, I would also say another symptom is self-medication. So a lot of, a lot of times love addictive behaviors get swept under the radar because we have multiple things that we self-medicate with. And that's how it was for me. I was very high functioning. I had a great job, great career, great friends, well-liked, um, but my relationships were crap. And mm. so when I would have whatever blow up it was or a sense of rejection or it didn't work out with somebody and I would decide to go into my self-love um, period, um, that's the period of time that I would spend a whole lot of money on clothes and on shoes. That's when I would book another trip. That's when I would um, get another certificate behind my name. Mm. That's when I would um, eat a whole lot of chocolate. Like there was, I had a whole little Rolodex of things that I would go to until it became too much or I got into too much debt or I put on too many pounds. And then I would say, okay, time for me to get on these dating apps again or whatever, whatever I was doing. Mm -hmm. So look for those cycles as well. The little distractions. Yeah, instead yeah. of sitting. Uh, the thing is, the sitting piece, I'd be like, how long do I got to sit? Right. How long are we fucking sitting? Because <laughs> I'm ready to stand. Exactly. I'm tired of sitting. Aussie Hair wants you to start off 2021 by embracing and understanding your unique hair type. To help do so, Aussie has just launched new moisture pack products to help meet the unique hair needs for all hair types and textures. Whether you have straight locks, soft waves, Twirls and curls or popping coils. Aussie now has tailored options for any hair care routine. My locks offer me an effortless and carefree style, so my hair routine has to be just as effortless. My favorite products are from the new Miracle Coils Collection. Four quality products with nourishing formulas that provide moisture and protect my hair and keep my locks moisturized throughout the day. I love these products for my 4C hair because they smell heavenly. The scent literally lasts for days. Aussie products are also PETA certified, cruelty free, so they love all types of hair and animals. Learn more by following Aussie on Instagram at Aussie Hair USA. Plus, they're easy to find and affordable. Wherever you shop, you can find Aussie products starting at $2.99. Y'all, I think this is the year for me to really tap in and learn a new language. I took French in high school and then I let it go after the requirement was met. But with the European summer loading, I would love to have this language under my belt. And I know just the thing to help me with this. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the language learning powerhouse that's been transforming lives for the past 30 years. Imagine a language learning journey that not only works, but feels like a seamless part of your vibrant and dynamic world. And listen, this is not just for the language connoisseurs. It's for the bold, brilliant, and beautiful women like us ready to embrace the world of languages. Say hello to effortlessly acquiring Spanish, French, Italian, German. I mean, there's over 25 different languages to choose from. Rosetta Stone immerses you in your chosen language teaching you to speak, listen, and even think in that language without any translation hiccups. This process is as intuitive as choosing your next hairstyle, girls. Starting with words, then phrases, and before you know it, you're crafting sentences like a pro. I love it because it's designed for long-term retention, ensuring that your newfound language skills become second nature. Now let's talk about the real magic for a minute, true accent. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition feature acts like a personal stylist, but for your accent, 
giving you real-time feedback on your pronunciation. No more awkward language faux pas, just pure elegance. And for the woman on the move, whether you're on your desktop or using the app, Rosetta Stone seamlessly fits into your busy life. They have an audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline, meaning you can learn anytime, anywhere. And I have a secret for you. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership at 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. You get unlimited access to all 25 languages for the rest of your beautiful life. This is a deal that I don't think you want to miss. So why wait, sis? Don't put off your language journey any longer. Right now, BGB listeners can snag Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's your time to shine, Buki, and Rosetta Stone is here to make your language dreams a reality. Hey, Bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure, absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today, and it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen, Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this, delicious chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door. 
ready to heat and eat in just two minutes? Y'all, no more grocery shopping, no more chopping, no more dishes. Just restaurant quality goodness made with fresh high quality ingredients. I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good. Every meal that I've had has been so good. And let's talk numbers. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved. So you know you're getting the good stuff. You can choose as many or as few meals as you need from 6 to 18 per week. And... You can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule. I prefer to use Factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy. So I can just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with Factor meals. They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right. You heard me. I said 50% off. So go to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50. Do not miss out, sis. What are some, I mean, you mentioned the other signs, but what are some uncommon signs that may, you might not even be thinking about, like, Mm-hmm. The sneaky, the sne- yeah, the ones that sneak up on the you, and you're like, hmm. the sneaky links. Well, I mean, the overachieving. <laughs> sorry, uh, the overachieving is definitely one, especially for yeah. Black women. Yes, and just what we do and how we are. You know, we're just using at everything, and also it's socially promoted and cheered on, so we can feel like we are making really great progress and strides because we're focusing on us but like you said it's really just distractions um because and this is how you know it's a distraction um if you start to go back to romantic partnerships or friendships or talk to your family or however this is showing up for you and it goes right back to how it was before then Mm -hmm. that there's your clue um you weren't really healing anything you were just being busy Mm -hmm. um what was the other thing I was just thinking? Um, I just I just lost the other one that um, slipped my mind. That but. one that you shared is really good. Like you said, especially for black women, because honey, we'll be in all the programs. We'll be getting <laughs> all of the things, Yeah, you know, showing that we got it, girl. We got it. And really, we'd yeah. be beat down on the inside. Yeah. And the thing is, right. like, even when you're sitting <laughs> with yourself, um, I guess trying to heal. Sometimes when you get back, like when you get back into the swing of things and into relationships, that's when you're able to apply what you like were learning and resting from. And then you'd be like, let me go sit the fuck back down because mm-hmm. obviously I have some more work to do because you can't really, I guess, test it until you get back into relationships with people. The sometimes. application process. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is, um, you know, that's something else I tell my clients. The self-love detoxes are great in theory but it has to be combined with actively connecting and practicing relating to other people at the same time because that's the core of the intimacy disorder Mm -hmm. it's easy to be by yourself and go on yoga retreats and 
do sound baths all day because it's just you and you. Right. But you're not dealing with the triggers that happen when you're with someone who you're worried might be too good for you or right. you really love, but you're afraid of making them mad because they might leave you. Or for my ladies who are avoidant, you're not used to letting people be in your space because you've learned that for people to be close, it means that you are or they're going to try to take your power away or they're going to get in the way of your goals and your career. And so you keep people close, but not that close. Mm -hmm. um, that sounds so that's like another me, way, the way that um, it's kind of sneaky, um, going back to kind of like the trail of relationships that we can look back in our past. So if you're looking at, um, and of course, this is for my, my dating, my single ladies who are dating. Um, if you're looking at the past of people that you've been connected to and you have a lot of relationships that started off great, but then you notice over time you started nitpicking at them and having criticisms mm. and, you know, like they were great, but they just start to get on your nerves and something happens or it's a characteristic and you're like, you know what, they're a really good person, but in my life, I need someone who cares about this matter just as much as I do. And then mm. you break up with them. Mm. And, and that is what happens. Like you kind of invent things for each person about why they're not going to work out for you. Mm. Um, instead of looking at maybe, maybe I am creating fires where there's no fires that truly exist. Mm -hmm. And so the way that avoidance will get into relationships is either they will come off really strong and like make people have to prove that they're worthy of dating or being friends with and make people jump through hoops, but healthy people aren't going to do that. Healthy people are going to try and like get to know you but they're going to respect the boundary and respect the fact that you just don't want to connect with them and therefore and avoid it or anyone else you might use it as a narrative to say see I knew they didn't really care right you know um, we'll do that yeah I knew I was right about you nigga yeah we exactly. will do that. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't do friendships. That's why I don't do relationships and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. But then the avoidant, because remember I said that intimacy disorders is a spectrum. So people always ask me, can you be both? And the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone who's love avoidant, you're like, you know, get curving everybody, friends and otherwise, you will find that you will usually meet somebody who you just instantly connect with and instantly attract, you're attracted to and you fall in deep with them. But that person is usually someone who is not available for you. And so you find yourself overcompensating that relationship and really trying to make it work. And mm. they are not really giving you the business. And so that's the cycle that you're in. So you're really confused because you're like, when I do try with people, it doesn't work out. So that's why I don't try. Yeah. But it's just that you're picking the wrong people. That's all Woo. it is. Ooh, you know, I can see how we be in the in the ring boxing with ourselves. So, yes, knocking boxing with my demons. Yeah, this <laughs> is crazy. Knocking ourselves out because that does happen. It's like you don't put in effort, then you do, and then the person ain't right, and yeah. it's just drama. So, Sheena, how 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 can these cycles of intimacy disorders be stopped? Yeah, we need what the, is we the, need the tool. cheat code? Right, right. I'm um, ready to be released, <laughs> healed, shackles off well, feet. I have, I have a roadmap that's free. So mm -hmm. You can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash roadmap and download it. But I'm going to tell it to you right now. So the first thing that I tell people to do um, is the sitting thing that I just said. So I call mm -hmm. it detoxing. So if you are 
single and love addicted um, or in addictive relationships, you need to cut off all of these addictive partnerships that you are using to self-medicate and see what comes up. Um, with my love avoidant ladies, the same thing. If you are currently in a committed partnership with someone or married, the cutoff, quote unquote, for you would look like acknowledging what are the things that I've been trying to get people to feel for me. So what are the insecurities and fears that I've been trying to get my partner to tell me I'm enough in or tell me I'm safe in? And then for a moment, for a period of time, say, okay, I'm going to release them from that and figure out what's underneath that and see if every time I'm triggered in a fight, every time I'm upset, maybe let's see if I can self-nurture or let's see if maybe in therapy I can work through what comes up for me instead of holding a grudge and being petty with them for an extended period of time because mm -hmm. that's how it shows up for me when I know I'm pissed Same. at my husband. Petty boots. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You will feel it. You will feel yes. it. Yes, you're going to burn. Right, until I think you understand the pain that you just caused me. And it'd mm -hmm. be just the smallest thing that don't even really matter. But right. um, it's, it's created bigger. And that's also something I tell my, my, my audience is if it's hysterical, then it's historical. If the amount of energy that you have towards something doesn't really match the level of the offense, it it has nothing to do with that person. It doesn't matter how much they apologize or make amends, you're still going to feel that kind of way because it's about your trauma, not about them. And so you got to deal with it at the root, which goes to the next step. So you're, you're detoxing, you're taking a break. Um, so now that you're having all these feelings come up because you don't have the band-aids on top of it, you're not spending, you're not overworking, you're not doing all the other stuff, um, um, you're going to start remembering things, you're going to start feeling things, you're going to start feeling uncomfortable, and then you start healing the root stuff of, of what all that is. And then also um, the next part is while you're doing all this, you need to be intimately sharing with other people what's going on with you. So if, are you someone who will initiate contacting people or are you someone who waits for them to contact you? Mm. If you are someone who's really popular and you have lots of friends, is that really a secret um, defense mechanism because so many people like you and you have so many social obligations that no one actually has a chance to go deep with you. So you're mm. spreading yourself out, right? Mm. So can you start practicing actually being vulnerable with the same people repeatedly and not having all this space and distance between and if that's hard for you let's look at why is that hard because if you want to be in a partnership ideally you're going to be living with them so you need to learn how to be intimate and vulnerable with someone consistently without needing all these breaks period mm. wow what the hell <laughs> every time we start talking about the work i'm like now i gotta go back to school right exactly <laughs> it's too much it's a lot it's so much it's a lot oh god which is why people don't do it and why we avoid it and why it's easier to get caught up in games or mm -hmm. um looking for someone to just fix it you know like i just want to meet someone where i don't have to stress out and deal with all this but, period uh, but you you bring yourself everywhere you go and Ooh. so that's why it, it is us. We, we are the key. That's very true. It's so easy to deflect and be like, I just haven't met the right one. These men, they don't know how to act. And well, we never take right accountability one. for our part and do what we have right. to do. We're just replacing, replacing, replacing. Right. But when we right. start with the self, start at self, then 
we'll most likely see different outcomes. New results, beloved. And it sucks because some of this is out of our control. Like a lot of our love trauma comes from family trauma. And that pains me because (laughs) that does because it's like we Mm -hmm. can't help how our families raise us or how our families affect us. Yeah, or what our, our, our adolescence or childhood was like. Yeah, so yeah, can sucks. you can you like give us like some ways so the girls know they're not alone with how family trauma can cause intimacy disorders? Because yeah. sometimes that makes us feel better. Like, you know, it's, it's not on me. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little piece of us that wants to give it to somebody else. Yes. Put this yeah. on your plate. You still have to do the work to fix it, but just a little relief. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and this isn't even a a concession or me just trying to make people feel good. It is totally reasonable and makes sense and expected that as you start this work, you start to feel the grieving and the sadness of like what could have been or what should have been. Mm -hmm. Because each of us deserves, any of us who relates to this part about childhood trauma, we deserve to be little girls who were just celebrated and seen just for who we were, Mm -hmm. who deserve to be adored, um, who deserve to be protected, who Mm -hmm. deserve to be valued. And if we didn't get that, those were egregious wounds to us. And I think some of us are aware of that and some of us have spent so long trying to downplay that because we were taught that those are like nice to have like as long as you have food on the table and clothes on your back and your parents like were working hard for you you should be grateful so anything that's outside of that means that you're selfish or you know you don't really appreciate them or you're betraying them and that's not what this is it can be totally true we, we need to learn that two things can be true at the same time that your parents did the best that they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. And there were real wounds and things that you did not get that you also deserved that they didn't know maybe because they didn't get it themselves. Right. So when I first started working with women, a lot of times they're really surprised because they might've thought that they dealt with this already, especially women who've been in therapy and they're like very self-aware and self um, and self analytical and all that stuff. They're like, wow, there's still stuff here. And yeah, there is. Yeah. And it's okay to be mad at your mama, to mad at your, mad at your daddy, mad at your granny, and all these other people who you might have really great relationships with because you need it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about emotions, though, are emotions are like waves. Um, you feel them, a wave will come up, but it will always come down. And a mm-hmm. lot of times we're stunted because we're so afraid of the emotions. We're so afraid that they're going to stay and grow and fester and make us bitter, but it only festers because we're not letting them out. And so, um, that is your first, your first step. I hope that gives people permission to feel what they need to feel and for you to know that it's not your fault. Your only job was just to exist, exist, play, be cute, explore, ask questions. That was your only job as a child. And anyone that asked you to do more than that or told you otherwise, that's them projecting their shame and their trauma onto you. Mm -hmm. And you have permission to let that go. That's me right there. Let that go. I resonate with that. I really feel like I'm about to cry. Well, let it out. No, 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 no. See, that's a thing too. That's a thing too. Like, Yeah, you say, I feel like I'm going to get emotional. Yeah. I feel like I might sound broken. It's my, no, it's my way of putting up a block, right? Because I don't, I already am emotional about little things. 
like like I just am a feeler all the time but when I I really don't like to deal with a lot of the hard stuff so I'll suppress it and then at like a random time Brittany and I will be doing something and I'm like I don't know why I'm crying and it's yeah. just like yeah probably because I've been holding on whatever the fuck repressing, in yeah. repressing as a, as a way to like not deal with it because I don't like to deal with a lot of hard things a lot of times like it's just too much yeah. like specifically mm-hmm. I don't even know this is just now I'm just talking but anyway yeah. um like my dad died when I was younger right I probably cried maybe four or five times in my whole life over that and I think the first time that I really grieved like not having a father I was like 20 what that's a long you, like, time what triggered it I don't know. I was just, and now I'm about to cry again. I was just so like sad. I think that forever I had said, um, like, it's okay. It wasn't my, it's not, not that it's not my fault, but my way of dealing with not having a father was being like, well, at least my dad didn't leave. You know, it was more like, like it wasn't voluntary. Yeah. It was death. You know what I mean? And, but I never actually dealt with the feelings of like, it still hurts to grow up without a dad. Right. And I think the more and more I was thinking about that, I just broke me down and I was just like so tearful. That was like, I think I was like, yeah, 20 or 21. And I had never cried about the like loss of my dad or like grieving that relationship not existing. Mm -hmm. And then I think maybe like one or two times and now, now, so five or four or five. I've only cried once and that happened in my, that happened at 32. When I first went, when I first did therapy ever, and then, you know, they get to digging. Right. <laughs> Doing <laughs> what they do. They get to digging. Get their and I'm like, out. here you go, <laughs> peeling back layers that I wanted to stay on. Exactly. And she was like, she asked me something about my dad. And so the story with my dad is he was, he wasn't, he was not in my life voluntarily right. since I was five. And then we, um, in 2019, right? Yeah, yeah 2019. Yeah. He came back in my life. He had made some attempts before, but I wasn't that receptive. But in 2019, he came back into my life and I was receptive at this point. But um, I was talking to my therapist about like our current relationship. And before this, like I didn't really feel a void. I mean, the void was there, but I wasn't actively feeling the void or processing the emotions. And I was thinking it was because I had my stepdad as my father figure from seven on. Mm. But once my therapist got to peeling back the layers, I broke down because having more frequent conversations with my um, father, I realized he was really showing up for my sister. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I need a college pay. He had mentioned something like he doesn't want her to have loans. And I'm thinking, I have, but I have loans. (laughs) (laughs) I have Mm -hmm. loans. And he was talking about how he bought her a car. And I'm like, but you didn't buy me a car. And I'm just thinking about, I was just thinking about all the wow. things that she got that I didn't get. And I was thinking maybe I would be moving, operating differently if mm. you were showing the hell up for me mm-hmm. like you showed up for her. Right. So that made me break down. And I'm like, you know what? These therapists, <laughs> they, they were really, yeah, they were really caused you to unpack. And I did need that. And she was telling me that um, I should be operating differently um, in my relationship with my father today, which is something that I'm still working on, but I can see how that plays out in, in other relationships for sure with men, because I'm like something about y'all. I just don't fully trust. There's just something that I don't trust and it's not fully my fault. Like I have to do the work now to be better, but it's not my fault. How the roots were formed. It's not the way where they put up the the pot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have any control over right. these roots. Yeah, I didn't. So, 
<sighs> now that, that they got trauma, emotional. That family trauma is real. It the family is. Family trauma is real. Yeah. And um, I hope that parents today, like, really take on the responsibility of trying to prevent their children from having to deal with the things that we've had to deal with because of a lack of knowledge that our parents had or didn't have. So, yeah. And just to say something about that, like the importance of doing this work, even for us who are finding it hard, your children, if you have children or nieces or nephews or mentees or whoever are watching you. So when I was doing therapy, Um, with people and I would go through family trees, I would look for themes of love addiction and love avoidance, right? So Mm -hmm. the daddy who was a rolling stone, the mama who always had boyfriends or had one husband that wasn't that good to her and that, um, you know, the, the daughters watch this continue to happen and all the messages that we will um, internalize that we don't know that we are internalizing that we repeat as adult women. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you want the people around you to know that freedom is possible and healing is possible as well. Um, you have to be the start. You have to be the generational um, cycle breaker. And then also just to validate, you know, what y'all were saying about your father wounds. I just want to add, you know, abandonment trauma can happen and abandonment wounds can be created in a lot of different ways, even when it's involuntary. So mm-hmm. yes, a parent that chooses to exit the home, but premature death is can make you feel that abandonment if someone gets incarcerated if someone is mentally ill or addicted right in all of these situations they have abandoned you in some sense so it makes sense that you have this fear of people leaving and being left Mm -hmm. alone and feeling not enough and and it's okay for you to feel that way Thank you for validating that. Yes, we we appreciate (laughs) it. Because we're very sad. So, Sheena, do you have any um, tips or suggestions for overcoming? (laughs) (laughs) Now I need the tips and the suggestions for overcoming this trauma, (laughs) this this trauma, this family trauma that we're kind of discussing. Like, what can we do? Is there anything for me? We need to talk about generational (laughs) trauma on a whole different episode. We are, we are. The breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first is receive love. Like, if you were here, I would I would just be hugging you and mm-hmm. I would just be holding you. And I would be uh, letting you. Yes. <laughs> I would yes, be letting you. These are, these are the moments that we get tapped into this really young part of herself, that little girl that always needed to be nurtured. And she's there, you know, when you're 25, 45, 65. Um, it doesn't go away. And it's okay for you to lean into that. Mm-hmm. So normalize, to so make that a clear tip is I want you to normalize that it's okay for things to make you feel very tender and for you to get really sensitive about it and not feel shame and not feel fear of it because these were the emotions that you should have always had access to in the first place. Mm -hmm. They should have never been blocked and they should have always been listened to and nurtured and you should have been told that you're going to be okay Mm -hmm. and that you are worthy of being loved. And so I'm here to say that to you and I want to give you permission and to write that down and say it to yourself later on. So something, a quick tool um, that, you know, if you've been in therapy before, your therapist might have told you this, but um, start talking to that inner part of yourself when you are feeling very vulnerable, that little girl, and tell her the things that you wish that you would have been told. And a lot of times, especially those of us who 
um, don't really have that connection to our bodies and to our hearts and to that part of our pain, um, mm-hmm. or we don't even know what to say, we, we get we get flooded and then we just go numb and the feeling goes away and we, we go blank. And so what I tell people to do if that's the case is for you to imagine if you had a little girl who was your age um, at the time that you were going through that stuff and she was sitting in front of you, what would you tell her? And write that down. And then once you write that down, replace that with your name. And these are the words to you that you always deserve to have to give to yourself, right? And a lot of times, just to kind of bring it back to the topic, we stay with people who are unavailable to us because in moments of need, they, they were so kind to us or they listened to us or they held us. And that's what that's what we're really afraid of letting go of. That's what we're really afraid of of losing that nurturance, right? Mm-hmm. And we we will stay in toxic situations just for that crumb of them being nice and kind and loving us again because we felt like they got it more than anybody else did. Wow. But they didn't. Otherwise, they would have been kind and loving at all times and not sometimes, right? And talking about the abandonment trauma, we find people who are kind and loving sometimes but then the rest of the relationship we're running behind them that's not mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. that is our abandonment trauma trauma happening all over again and we're so afraid that we won't get anything better so we keep it but once you're able to start to learn how to give to yourself Brittany's <laughs> over here gasping for <laughs> the edges are snacks sis i don't got no edges now i gotta put something on my edges <laughs> I'm over here with tears. No, it's the down crumbs my- and running after. Like the <laughs> that's it was that for me. Oh yeah. My God. yeah. So once Ooh. we learn how to self nurture and start to give to ourselves this stuff, we stop being so dependent on these these f boys or Period. f girls or whoever. We'll say it for you, she know the fuck boy. She can't get yeah. let it rip. We'll <laughs> we'll say it for you, girl. <laughs> These niggas who ain't no good. That's what we want to say. Those. Those ones. Put them all together. Those ones. Yeah. Right. And the way that it also showed up with me, because I just want to make sure that there's a breadth of experiences, my love addiction would show up and work, because that was another place that I really felt, I I felt overattached to the outcome and the praise from it. So I would overwork and I would overprepare and just stress myself out for a situation that really didn't deserve everything that I was giving to it, right? Because I didn't know how to affirm myself and help myself feel safe and know that I was enough no matter what my boss or coworkers or clients were saying about me. Mm. (sighs) Sheena. Well, you you know know what? I didn't expect to come here and be a... But that's what I'm saying. This is the work that Sheena does. I know. It's powerful work. You are a vessel, beloved. It cracks you open and it exposes you in... God. And you resonate with the places where you have to do the work because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that we avoid. There's a lot of stuff that we don't want to accept or yeah. face because yeah. it makes it's us hard. appear to be broken. And it seems we don't want to even go through the motions. No. We don't even no. want to start, but we also don't want to keep struggling. So like we have to start somewhere And this podcast. This episode can be the starting point <sighs> for all of us to do what, we, we need, need to, to do, do. <laughs> what needs to be done. <laughs> what needs to be done. It needs to give what it's giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is assistance, help and healing. Yeah. <laughs> because it's hard out here and um, dating or being in relationships are not necessarily easy, but they do not have to drag us by our ass. Mm-hmm. They don't have to drag us. And 
that's why we're thankful for the women who are doing the work like you, Sheena, because yeah. it's needed. It's needed. So okay. to wrap it up, how can we show up for ourselves? Because that's important. How can we show up for ourselves? Because we know self-love is important when we're pursuing our romantic relationships. How can we show up for ourselves before we show up for a partner? Oh, that is a good question. It's also a deep question. So how can you show up for yourself? Um, something I tell people all the time, and since you listen to podcasts, you've heard me say this, but you need to be clear about what you want and ask for it and mm. don't doubt it. Period. Um, you are worthy of every single desire that you have. There's, if everybody is different, like to some, to the point that y'all were making earlier. And so we all have different hopes and dreams and everything that you have in your mind is particular to you, um, is created for you. And so what, what we're doing when we're healing our trauma is we are just, we're not trying to create ourselves to be something more than what we already are. We're just going back to start. We all came into this world worthy and deserving of all the things. And along the way, we picked up lies and self-doubt that other people gave to us. And so we're just learning to shed all those things to, to reclaim everything we've always been. So when you're in a relationship with someone, if you know that you're worthy of time, of attention, of being romance, of being prioritized as your default setting, um, everything comes as a result of that. Versus thinking, well, maybe I need to compromise and, you know, adjust and, you know, take what I can get, um, then then that's what makes us be in compromising situations. And in the same respect, for my love-avoidant ladies, um, it's all about knowing that it's easy for you to, easier for you to give to people as well, and that doesn't mean that they're going to take from you. Mm. So um, just be clear about what you want is what I would, is what I would say. We're being crystal advice. clear. I love that advice. That's great advice because sometimes we be we we know what we want, but we be so afraid to say to it. To say it because we think that it will um, negatively. Something will like happen. push someone away. But if someone's pushed away because of you expressing what you desire and what then you they need, they should have never been then there. They, period. Shit. Bye. bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> the dog. Gone. Yeah. I don't want you here. You don't want to be here. I don't want you here. <laughs> right. But if yeah. you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Please free yourself. Right. Yes. And let me give you something real quick that I just recently just started seeing and it's getting on my nerves that I see with what a lot of men are saying to women now mm. um, to get them out of this is you may ask them for something that you want and they'll be like, well, what about me? What about the things that you're going to do for me? Or I need that too. And there's this really big theme of deflection mm. and asking women to prove and prove that they are worthy of being cherished mm. and anybody who does that to you is not going to change mm. um okay. you, first of all you shouldn't be trying to prove that because you are you came into the situation good and worthy and beautiful and deserving which is why he's talking to you in the first place okay and mm. and if he is constantly asking you to give and not um not giving freely then that is a character trait that's going to follow mm. throughout time. And it doesn't matter how many conversations you sit with him. That's the other thing that we'll do. We'll try to practice our good emotional boundaries and communication that we learn in therapy on these people who don't deserve it. Period. And so we'll over, 
will over communicate and say, well, this is what I need. And which, when you did this and made me feel this. And sometimes they'll be like, okay, I understand. And sometimes they'll try to deflect, but either way, they're not changing. Yes. And so what you do is you communicate what you need to them and you can give grace because people are human and they make mistakes. But if they keep showing up that way, they done told you who they are. Period. You need to believe them. Believe, believe Maya, Angela. Yeah. Believe it. Believe it. Well, I mean, <laughs> at this point, you've said what needed to be said. Yes. You definitely yes. said what needed to be said. Sheena has this beautiful framework that is trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> that is trademarked to help you heal from love addiction. So tap in with our girl. Yeah, Sheena, we are so grateful. Again, I didn't expect to. <laughs> We had the pieces of me laid out today. I just thought I was going to pull up, do this shit, and go home. <laughs> I said, let's do it. Let's talk to Big Sheena. Let's get it going. And then here I am, open yeah. and exposed and vulnerable. But I'm so grateful, and I'm um, even more grateful for the work that you're doing on your podcast. And, that you know, even bigger than the, just the show, let everybody know, like, where they can find you, what you have available, what's going on for you. Just give them your tea. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So um, they can find me. You can find me on the Black Girls Heal podcast on all podcast players. We're on Instagram or I'm on Instagram at Black Girls Heal. And our website is blackgirlsheal.org. Um, I mentioned the freebie earlier for you, which is um, our roadmap. It's a five-step five roadmap to heal from love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation. And you can go to the website or you can go directly there at blackgirlsheal.org slash roadmap. And then if you want to work with me personally, there are two ways. Um, the main way is our recovery school coaching program. And that's when we go through all like the root stuff that I'm talking about. And we rebuild your relationships together um, for three months. Um, but I'm actually about to launch um, talking about the framework, our Healed and Loved Women membership for women who don't really want the bigger program or don't really need it, but you know you need to work on your love worthiness and just something smaller. Um, and you can join me there because we do monthly workshops on building your love worthiness, healing from this trauma work so that you can bring your core self differently in all these situations. Yes. This is Tools amazing. or your toolkit. Period. That's what you just talked about. So yes. um, don't play yourself. No. Ladies, tap in with Sheena. You'll, you'll be thankful. And Sheena, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We really appreciate we it. We do. Ooh, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're amazing, girl. Okay, y'all. Bye. Bye.